0: It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
1: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. Serving alongside my brother Frank in the production side of the show, taking your calls and your questions. I was away last week. I'm not sure who filled in for me. Let me check. I was had the privilege of being up in the northwest of our country uh, at the Calvary Chapel there in just outside of Seattle. And I was teaching at a, at a conference. The Northwest Pastors and Leaders Conference. Nick Cady filled in for me last Wednesday. And on Thursday, Pastor Sean Reinsel. So, Pastor Nick and Pastor Sean, thank you guys uh, for filling in for me, uh, knowing uh, that you um, are faithfully investing your hours and your time, not only covering uh, uh, me in my show, but uh, in my role, but also serving our city. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, we had a great time up in Seattle actually in a, a city called Mount Lake Terrace and uh, what an honor what a privilege to to teach the Bible to so many uh, and uh, to be available to to stir up love and good works and then from there Marie and I went to San Juan Island San Juan Island and there we taught a marriage conference together she and I what a What an honor to be married to her and to serve alongside of her. And we had such a great time on San Juan Island. is just off the coast of Washington where a good friend of mine, Pastor Joe Gomez, pastors a congregation there, and God's just using them in amazing ways. And then we came back and enjoyed uh, just a sweet time. I love this church. I love what God is doing in the church. Uh, And we were almost done. We are right on the finish line of John's Gospel. Uh, that this weekend we finish the Gospel of John. And so if you've been with us the last few years, it's been a while, we've studied verse by verse through the entire Gospel of John, uh, which leaves just one book of the New Testament to finish here at Calvary, and that's the book of Hebrews. We're going to be in Hebrews in about seven more weeks. That uh, in about seven more weeks, we're going to be, uh, in between John and Hebrews, I'm going to be doing a new series on suffering and victory in Christ. We don't have a name of the series yet, um, but we're going to be looking at various aspects of, <coughs> various aspects of his uh, of ministry um, and living because of pain and trials and difficulties and what they do in our lives, how God wants to use them, and I just know it's going to be a, a tremendous uh, time. Of encouragement and strength, um, I didn't know that the flavor of my life and ministry would be this direction. Um, I have the just if if you are unfamiliar with me or the ministry here at Calvary Aurora, especially you guys on the East Coast, um, most of most of my life as a believer, I've exercised the gift of exhortation uh, and. That, that's how God wired me and, and how he's put into my life this moving and going forward and just taking all that God has for us. But after my son passed away in May, uh, four years ago, a little over four years ago, God changed, uh, refined that gift. And now I find that what operates in me far more than exhortation is encouragement. Um, I haven't lost the exhortation. Um, I still f- get that sense in my life to move people and and just to encourage. But 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 now, even one of the brothers recently, uh, in north in the northwest. A pastor just spoke a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge over me about this encouragement that's coming from my life, and and um, I embrace it. It's too, it's it's too bad it it's come into my life through uh, such great pain, uh, but. Not only the loss of my son, but the ongoing drama and pain that comes with that, uh, but the the reality of brokenness. God says that He is near the brokenhearted, and it's not like I didn't know that uh, beforehand. It, uh, it's not like um, it's not like I didn't serve in that area, but God opened up a brand new part of my life uh, that uh, just needed He just wanted to do that work, um, and. And so that's what we'll be doing. We'll be talking about pain and suffering and allowing the Holy Spirit to teach us. Then we'll be in the book of Hebrews. But I'm looking forward to the coming of the Lord. And let me just say this. As the calls are coming in, uh, we have a little computer issue, so we're working on that too. But as the calls are coming in, um, there was a recent recent false prediction that the end of the world and the rapture would take place on uh, September 23rd and you know immediately when somebody predicts something like that you you can just reject them it it, there's not you don't even need to say anything you can just reject them uh because they know something that not even jesus knows um and and so you can just forget about it just don't even accept it however i have to say i was a little i was a little discouraged now i'm not on facebook anymore and i'm not on facebook for a reason Uh, i don't like reading slanderous things i don't really like reading gossipy things i I don't like seeing Christians believe, uh, behave like unbelievers and um, obviously not all of it, but a lot of it. And I just, I'm done. Um, so the only thing that I post on Facebook now is encouragement and scriptures and updates on the church and stuff. But I'm not reading anything, seeing anything. Uh, and, and so people are using social media to, to make a joke. Ha ha, I'm still here. It's the 23rd. Ha and ha. And here's my opinion on that. And it's just an opinion I believe it's a biblically based opinion, but you can dismiss it. It's still my opinion. And, and it's this this mockery, like what would make believers become mockers? Like the Bible says in the last day mockers were come, and now some of, the, some of the believers have become mockers. Yes, I grant, I will give you the fact that you're mocking a false teacher, or I'll grant that, that, that what you're mocking is just nonsense. But where in the scriptures does the Bible give you permission to be a mocker? And maybe you can call in with a scripture uh, that you can go, Ed, who are you to say that? I think I can be a mocker, and this is where the Bible... Well, let's talk about that. If you're here, if you're listening and you go, well, I can be a mocker and I can make fun of some false prediction. No, the Bible says to rebuke false teachers. That's what it says. To resist the devil and he'll flee from you. It doesn't say to mock them. And I think where the Christians begin mocking and and making fun of a false prediction of the coming of the of the Lord or the end of the world or the apocalypse or however it was communicated we are minimizing the coming of the Lord it's almost like we're partially mocking the fact that he is coming again that that he will return again that he has promised to come back again and there is an urgency that comes from us waiting for him where i don't hear christians crying out any very much anymore maranatha even so, Lord, come quickly. I I don't I don't hear a lot of believers expecting the return of the Lord. I don't hear a lot of believers living their life with a purity, um, like the Bible says. In 1 John 3, 3 it says, Whoever now, beloved, we are children of God, and it's not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, now I know there's lot of different denominations listening in and there's a lot of debate over the rapture the timing of the rapture let's just set that all aside that's not even it's not even necessary that we talk about that let's just say that when he's revealed so if you believe it's the rapture then and which i do then that's what it if you believe it's the second coming so be it it's okay we 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 can disagree on this and still go to heaven so it's okay it's okay if we disagree Uh, we can also hold to our beliefs firmly but we can disagree and still love each other in christ that's the greatest testimony to the world is our love for one another, especially when we disagree. But but let's say, when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. So we're waiting for that grand revelation. I believe for believers it's at the rapture. Uh, I know many other denominations think it's at the second coming. Great, great. It, it, we, let's agree that we disagree, but still looking for his revealing. Okay? Verse 3 says, And everyone who has this hope in him, capital H, purifies himself just as he is pure. And it seems as if this lack of purity in the world today is because we don't have this hope. And then then we get on the bandwagon, we start posting, oh, I'm still here, I'm still here. Okay, are you waiting for the return of the Lord? Why are you a mocker? Let's get back on, I, I, I get it. I've been, I haven't been, I have been guilty of it this time. But I have been guilty of mocking something like this. I have. So I'm not speaking down to you. I'm speaking with you. I have. And I've had to repent. God dealing with my heart. And dealing with my attitude. So that I could be a good leader. But, but let alone just a good follower. But do you have this hope in you? Yeah, 23rd came and went. But do you have this hope in you? Yeah, another guy predicted. Yeah, but do you have this hope in you? Yeah, another guy made millions of dollars off a book. But do you have this hope in you? Because there'll be purity. You'll be conformed into the image of Christ. I I look at this lack of purity, and uh, even in the church, where how, how is it in our country? How is it, and and worldwide for that matter? But because we live here, how about how is it that a a murder a a, a movie about a child-killing clown is at the top of the box office. How is that possible? How is it possible that a lot of the money that was given to Stephen King and the producers of a child-killing clown movie came from Christians' pockets? How is that? What has happened to us? What has happened to us? You may respond, but but, eh, all things are lawful for me. But not all things edify. Yeah, but 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 Ed, who are you to judge? I'm not. I'm just stating a fact. You make your own judgment. I didn't come to judge. I just came uh, to be light. And how is it? What what has happened? Maybe you have something you want to talk about uh, in that light. Maybe you maybe you watch the movie and you want to rebuke me or argue. I mean, I don't want to argue, but I'm open to your to your viewpoint, especially the coming of the Lord. Uh, and so if there is a verse that gives you permission to be a mocker as a believer, uh, share it with me. Share it with me. I'd love to hear it. I'd love to be corrected. Um, but but I, I don't think um, the, uh, there's enough mockers in the world uh, that believers, we don't have to be mockers. We can be lovers. They'll know us by our love for one another. In Jude chapter 1, verse 18, it says, how they told you that there would be mockers in the last time who would walk according to their own ungodly lusts. That's the unbeliever mockers. How did we become a part of that? I just don't understand it. Other than I, other than looking at the times when I've been a mocker, like that, I, I've been in the flesh, and and so at any rate. Welcome to Calvary Life. <laughs> the Lord is so good to us that we can express ourselves, and maybe you have something to talk about. But I just had such a great, great time uh, in Washington. I love. Uh, what God is doing, especially on San Juan Island, what God is doing in the ministry there, how God has apprehended a young man and his wife to dedicate everything to serving the people of that island. Very touristy. Uh, it's it's very transient, very small population. But this brother, uh, you know, some people might look at his church and go, "Oh, it's not very big." But compared to the population of the island, it's huge, making a huge different difference for the kingdom. Uh, And, of course, Pastor Wayne Taylor, Um, just an honor to be there. But I'm back, so let's take some phone calls and get back online with the calls. Let's go to line number one is Michael. Michael is calling with a prayer request. Michael, welcome to the program. Oh, I need to hit the button. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm in the wrong studio. Michael, welcome to the program.
2: Hello, Pastor God bless you. I I love love what you're talking about. Amen. Um, I want to pray for this country, Pastor. There's some crazy things going on that I can't say is necessarily true, right, or not true, or not true. Okay. But this country is a lot of crazy things going on. Yes. So I want to pray. I want to. I want to pray for this country and for our government. I want to pray for the churches to get on fire with the revival. I want to. I want to. I believe this country is under a curse. Because just like Israel is under a curse because they turn their back on God, I believe this country is suffering from something very similar. Okay? And prophet, was it Daniel or. Was it Daniel who, who who prayed for Israel, including himself in that prayer? Yes. So asking did Nehemiah. Asking God, yep. Huh?
1: So did Nehemiah. Was
2: that. Because. And asking God to. To to deal mercifully mercifully with them. Yes. Well, I think this country has done the same thing as Israel's done back then, and we need to pray for God's forgiveness, and we need the church to start praying every day for the for the for this country because all the weirdness going on in this. And I know you're not on Facebook, Pastor, but I watch YouTube sometimes on my cell phone, and I see all kinds of stuff. Okay, and it. it I paid it too much attention to it. It, was, it, it would scare me and, and take away from my Christian character. So I have to watch how, be careful how much I watch on it. I have to keep my focus and keep it and remember, God is still in charge.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. So, let's get on with it. And why don't you why don't you jump in and let's pray?
2: How about if I lead out, lead out, Pastor, and you finish it up?
1: I I would agree. Let's partner together in this prayer. <clears throat>
2: Father, come to the name of your son, Jesus Christ. God, this country is in trouble. You brought a, a curse on us because we turned our back on you, and we have completely dishonored you, Father God, and taken you off a throne and put you on a a little chair someplace on the side. Father, I confess that I'm guilty of this and, and that this whole country is guilty of this. Every, Everybody, Father God, all all the churches, all the unbelievers who, who, who refuse to accept you as, as God, all our government leaders, Father, we, I claim that we have all sinned grievously against you and are deserving of our curse. Father God, we we'll ask for mercy for this country. We'll ask for your Holy Spirit to move mightily in this country, into all the, all the churches still alive and not, not frozen in complacency. Father, we need to fire up the churches. We need to get a white-hot view. We need to serve you, Father God. We need to bring your name back to the surface of every conversation, every thought. We need to get back to serving you, Father God, and turning this back into a, into a God-honoring, God-fearing country again. I pray for President Trump. I pray for his safety. I pray for his position in the government. I pray for all the congressmen and all the senators, for all the state representatives, for all the local representatives. Father, I lift them up to you, God. They, some of them may know you. I don't know, but those who don't, I pray, God, that Your Holy Spirit would start to would start to minister to them in a mighty way, God. And start to hound them, Lord. Help them, to God, to through your Holy Spirit, to start walking in your wisdom mm. and doing things according to your ways and your word. Yes, Father God, help, help them to pick up that, their Bibles and start reading or and, and to just start seeking after what your will is for this country. Yes. And I pray for every church, God, that this church would get, ter, get ter, turned on and fired up for you and for revivals to break out across the tent like we used to have the old tent revival mm. so many years ago. I pray for this, Father God. I pray for again for President Trump for his protection and then his what he needs to do, Father God, because he is the Commander in Chief. I pray for his for you to give him for him to have your wisdom. I pray for all the first line defense in this country, Father God, in the military, all of our police officers, all of our firefighters, everybody who's there to help us, to be there for us. The first one's on the scene, the last one to leave. Yes, God, I love this country, and I thank you, Father God, for your mercy and your grace right now that you showed towards us. But I do confess that we have sinned Amen. against you so grievously and ask, God, for you to please mm-hmm. forgive us and to, and, to, and to help us, God, to turn our hearts and our minds around and to, and to walk righteous mm-hmm. in you i thank you father God for
1: this and father i do I do pray for our country I pray for our the people you know that when we think of a country, we think of the people the decision makers, the ones that are just trying to make ends meet the families, the marriages, the singles, the kids, the grandparents even great grandparents god i I pray that um that even we that that are tuning into a station right now you know that 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 our our desire would be to please you and and to honor you that like the church in Ephesus Jesus we can hear your voice saying uh, to remember from where we have fallen and to repent and to re repeat or to do the first works and God you you said that to a, another church you said that to believers and yet it's so relevant to us today um, and and even as we look at the church as a whole Lord what you're wanting to accomplish in the church and and what you wanting to you, you don't want us to be like the church in Pergamos, that uh, that that we that you have things against us. You told the church in Pergamos to repent, or you'll come to it quickly and fight against them. Lord, we don't want to fight against you. We, we want to cooperate and follow you. You're our good shepherd. We don't want the rod, Lord. We want the staff in our lives. Um, and and I, I think of the, the church of Thyatira, where you said, you had a few things against them. Uh, you, you were um, you were wanting them to repent from sexual immorality. Uh, you wanted to repent from false teaching and false teachers. Um, and, Lord, I, I just think of each one of those. Um, you know, I think of the church in Sardis. You have a name that you're alive, but you're dead inside. What, what is that? So, Father, we just pray. I pray with my brother, God, that that as we look to you, Lord, you on the cross have broken every curse. You, you have taken away every, all the handwriting of requirements that was against us as believers. And I pray, God, that, that we would be busy about our Father's business, loving and sharing and giving of ourselves in the ministry of the gospel, Lord. And just those that are tired, even as I was talking to my brother today, just those that are tired, those that are battling, that are battle-weary, maybe even burned out, God, serving you, that you would refresh them and rejuvenate them and like in John 7, we would just be filled with torrents of living water, torrents of living water that might gush out of us by faith in you. In
2: Jesus' name,
1: amen. Amen. Thanks, Michael.
2: Pastor, uh, you have a church tonight?
1: Yeah, we do, yep, 7 o'clock.
2: 7 o'clock for an adult Bible study or something?
1: Yeah, we do, um, we do worship. We, do, we pray together. We have communion and a Bible study.
2: Okay. Uh, 7 o'clock. Well, I'm going to Google where your church is at, and I may just try to show up there tonight.
1: I'll see you then, and brother. I have
2: one, and I, I have one final thing to say to you, Pastor. Okay. Maranatha. Maranatha. <laughs>
1: Even so, Lord, come quickly. God bless you, bro.
2: Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. All right. I am so sorry, Tamara. You uh, dropped off um, be- because of um, my introductory remarks and then the call, so let me answer your question to some degree because I, Frank put down your question. You have a question about the gifts and how do you identify your gifts? That's a really good question. So if you're still listening, Tamara, call me back uh, so that you, we can dialogue over this. But, but let me answer it in general for you because there are primarily three reasons uh, why people don't know what their spiritual gift is uh, or gifts because I believe everyone has been given at least one gift and many have been given multiple gifts. You have a primary gift, but then God is—you know—he's always manifesting Himself in our lives. And and so there there are three reasons uh, why I think we don't know our spiritual gifts. Uh, one of them is that we just don't know the gifts. Like even those that are listening right now, if I asked you, tell me where the spiritual gifts are listed in the Bible. You, you don't know, and, and I'll give them to you. Uh, the spiritual gifts, the seven primary spiritual gifts, the motivational gifts, are listed in Romans chapter 12. And every believer has been given one of those gifts, at least one. And then in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, there is a listing of the manifestations of the Holy Spirit, where the Holy Spirit will come along to enhance the spiritual gifts and empower you in a particular way, like a word of wisdom, word of knowledge, like the gift of tongues, the interpretation of tongues. Uh, So number one, people don't know what your gift is. Number two, you may not think you have a spiritual gift or you don't know what your gift is because you've tried to use one in the past and you, you failed or you made a mistake or it didn't happen the way you thought it would happen and now you're discouraged in it. Like for example, maybe you felt like you had the gift of teaching then you taught and people laughed at you because you they felt like you didn't do well, even though you were perfectly faithful. <clears throat> and now you don't want to teach anymore because who wants to be made fun of? I get it. So you're discouraged and now you don't want to teach anymore. But the reality is this teaching is a spiritual gift and it's also, it's also a craft to be developed. There's two things. You learn how to communicate but then God gives you the supernatural ability to make the Bible understandable. So at any rate, that's sometimes people thought they had a gift, they tried to use it, and then they discouraged. And the third one that's not so popular, um, people won't be so happy with this one, but people don't know their spiritual gifts because they're lazy or disobedient, and they just don't want to be used. Uh, they don't, and they, they, they just don't want to, um, they don't want to be used. So <clears throat> uh, the reality is, uh, that God wants you to know your gifts, He wants you to exercise your gifts, He wants you to uh, enjoy His presence in your life, and I would encourage you on our app and on our website. We did a series on spiritual gifts where I went through every single one of them. I gave introduction on the presence, the power, and the personal Holy Spirit, and I went through Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, and Ephesians chapter 4 verse by verse, and I, I, I. I can't guarantee because I don't know you personally but I strongly believe that you will know your spiritual gift if you just listen to the seven studies in Romans. And I strongly believe that some of you before you listen to the first or second one you will know your gift. It, it's it it the way that the way that I taught them was a revelation even to me. And I just know you you'll be blessed if you turn there. So do it. Go to our website, calvaryaurora.org, or go to the your favorite app store and just search Calvary Aurora, and we have free apps there where all of our studies are archived and everything's there. All right, let's go back to the phone lines and pick up with line three is, is back on the call screen, so line three is Brent. Brent, Hi, welcome Ed. to the program.
0: Hi, um I wanted to ask you a little bit about healing. Um, I uh, I had a friend who um, has got some really serious medical issues to the point he has to fly out to San Francisco to a doctor that's kind of a liberalized doctor that will give him pain medication. And uh, there was I've known him from since high school, and there was a mutual uh, friend, uh, actually a woman that dated Elvis Presley. The "Love Me Tender" was written to her. She was in Cecil B. DeMille's Ten Commandments. Her name is Deborah Pageant, okay. and and a pastor a few years ago, I said, "Well, how's Deborah doing?" He said, "Oh, she's become a prophetess," and and he said she kind of just went over the deep end. Well, my friend's got some serious medical issues, and about a week ago, she called and talked to him, and and of course she goes, you know, when she when he told her his condition, it's all of a sudden, you know, I come against that and I I command you and, and you know the kind of the the way you see from the Benny Hinn type you know, preachers and the name it and claim it, stomp it and romp it. And, um, and of course, I knew right then. I, I said, did you get healed? He said, no. And I said, of course you're not. Um, I had asked a Calvary pastor, I said, in your ministry, how many healings have you seen, real healings? And he said, one. Now, batting one out of, a you know, batting 350 in baseball is very good. That's batting one. And I'm legally blind, and I have to blow the screen up so big to see it, and then even then, most of the time, I can't see it. I, I can't read on the computer. So when you get a job, you either work on your, on your bottom, and you're in front of a computer. Hey, my brother, you hear the seat. music?
1: I'm sorry, we, I'll bring you back right after the break, okay? okay? Hold on okay. a second. This is Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. We'll be back uh, with Brent. We're going to do a quick prayer request with him, and then move on to the other calls. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of today's program. You're listening to Calvary Live. If you're listening on Grace FM, it's a live broadcast, unless uh, we are having to put on a rebroadcast or an encore presentation for various reasons from time to time we do. But for the most part, it's a live show, and uh, if it's ever an encore, we put a little uh, we put a little thing at the beginning. This is an encore presentation, just so you know. <clears throat> but if you're listening on Grace FM, this is live. Join us on the air. I have one open line, 303-690-3000. If you're listening to us on the East Coast, then you're listening one hour de- or one week delay, uh, one week delay, <clears throat> So, but you can still call the show while it's airing. And while it's airing, we're doing it live and we'll take your call. You just won't hear it till next week, but you'll get your question answered. And then the following week, you'll be able to hear it on the air on the Hope FM radio network. And I know Frank is working on other stations uh, that we're going to be airing Calvary Live, perhaps on another station. Uh, so uh, we might see Calvary Live grow just a little bit. And that's a privilege. Uh, we're honored. And I I host a couple days a week. Pastor Eric Cartier, Pastor Jeff Figgs hosts a couple days a week. Are, are in, they do each an individual day. And and then Nate Morris is on Mondays. Uh, Nate Morris is on on Mondays, and we're just so grateful to be you. So I just want to get back to, um, I, had a, I had a brother on the line. His name is Brent. Hey, Brent, welcome back.
0: All righty. Thank you very much for, for taking my call. I'll, I'll try to make this quick. Yeah, let's do that. I uh I'm legally blind. I need I need to, to go to work. I'm actually gonna be moving to Albuquerque and uh plan on attending Skip's Church. Very, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Actually I live up at eight thousand feet and I've been kind of isolated for eleven years. Okay. And I'm really looking forward to going down there. Um, I gotta get a job and I I can't work on <clears throat> like on my if you're gonna work on your on your tush, then you have to be able to see a computer or register, or do you have to be able to see a computer? And I'm legally blind, and I can't. And I've been prayed for many, many times for healing. And I guess, you know, the Lord's strength is sufficient, Um, just like with Paul. He might have had vision issues also. I think once he said, look at how big I'm riding, or, you know, so he had vision problems. But I got to work, and I want to work. And I have severe diabetic neuropathy. I quit smoking pot because it really didn't help. And I felt that in a way, I've heard that it's communion with the devils, and I just thought, now this this is not good. And the Holy Spirit convicted my heart not to use that drug. And and they have another drug that's called Lyrica, and you know you have to I have to take enough of it to where it it, it inebriates me also. If it if you take a drug that's strong enough to kill the pain that you can you can manage the pain, then it's it's gonna inebriate you. Hey brother and,
1: brother, we, we only have a little bit of time, so okay, let's get right I just, to the end.
0: I need my heat my feet healed. Do I need okay. to come in and be anointed with oil? Because I just don't seem to have gotten in my healing, but now I'm in a position where I need my feet healed. I don't want to use any any drugs or anything and I, I need the healing.
1: The answer is yes and no. Okay. Uh, if you're physically unable to come in or to call upon the elders uh, to physically go to them, then the answer is no, you don't need to. God, God is gracious. Uh, and actually there's even some implication that when you, according to James, when you call upon the elders that they can actually come to you and okay. anoint you with oil. Um, but if you're physically unable, God can heal with or without oil. and just just by you stepping out and asking uh, is a great first step. If you can, if it's possible, or somebody can get you to a church and they can mm-hmm. annoy you, then by all means do that. Okay, fulfill it as best that you possibly can. But God is gracious; He can, He's going to meet you where you're at. Okay, because He loves you and cares for you. So let's pray for you right now. Okay, all right, and and you guys listening, join in because you hear uh, not just not just the blindness uh, and but but also his feet and now the medications and just taking him out of his mind. And so I pray God that you would be with our brother. Uh, in Conifer Lord that um, he's asking for healing and he's asking according to your word and according to James He's wanting clarity Lord of what it is that you want him to do to step out in faith and call upon the elders That they might pray over him and anoint him with oil And so I pray you would make that happen whether he goes or they come to him that you would give him something to Activate that faith Lord, a point of contact just like the woman. Uh, she just had this burden to get to you Jesus and and Grab the hem of your garment. She didn't have to do that um, She she grabbing the hem of her garment wasn't going wasn't the healing property But it was the act of action of faith and trusting you and so I pray for my brother's feet God that you would bring healing I know that you have uh, you have used our prayers to see healing before and so we by faith come to you again expecting you to answer your your our prayers according to your word and according to your will and so I pray for my brother, not only that, but I pray you'd also encourage him uh, as this is discouraging uh, that this is just it's in his it's it, it just gets to his his heart, Lord. It gets to um, it just brings him it bums him out. And I pray you'd encourage him by your spirit, Lord, in Jesus name. Amen.
0: Amen. We'll take the next call and God bless you. Thanks, I man. Listen every day, all day long. I Tell us, how, tell us how it goes.
1: Even when you moved to Al- Albuquerque. And you're with my friend Skip. Man, tell us how it goes. I want to know when you got healed, how it happened, and okay. what God's doing.
0: I will, I certainly will. Thank and you, brother. I'm, I'm excited about getting back into town and not being a recluse.
1: It'll be, that alone will be a lifter of your spirit. Oh, you know
0: it, you know it. Well, God bless and uh, keep on listening. Thanks, Thank bro. you, bro. Bye-bye.
1: bye-bye. 303-690-3000. I got a few texts here that I just want to go through. Um, here's a text that says, I spoke to you guys a while ago. My mom, Edna Smith has passed away from her cancer and our father Lee is not doing very well. And I would love for you to pray for him. Father, I do pray for Lee as he has lost the love of his life to this stupid sickness and disease. Lord, um, I just hate the ravages of cancer and what it does. And so I pray for Lee right now, God, that you would comfort him in all this tribulation and this grief he's having. I pray for my friends Mike and Linda, my friends Louie and Tracy, as they mourn the loss of Tawny, Lord, and just so unexpected, her passing. And I know that uh, Mike and Linda are just, it's everyone, they're just wrecked. I pray for her her son Ethan and um, Daniel, Lord, and you, you know all the circumstances around that. Um, grief is a monster. And Lord, you have overcome sin and death. But death is still painful. So I pray for Lee and I pray for Mike and Linda. I pray for Tracy and Louie. And I know that you hear our prayers and you answer them according to your will. And and I know that you comfort because I've experienced it. And I, I know it because the Bible says, but I also know it because I've experienced your faithfulness. And so... Lord, would you have your way with the hurting today that are listening in? In Jesus' name, Amen, Amen. All right, what are we what are we moving on to here? Next call is. Uh, looks like Brett. No, no, no I'm jumping one. Line one is Chris from Eaton, Colorado. Chris, welcome to the program.
3: Good afternoon, Pastor Ed.
1: <clears throat> How you doing?
3: Um, how's it going? It's going good. So. I have a question. Um, I'm just recently have been saved about a year ago, um, and my wife's family comes from a real strong religious background, and um, her grandmother uh, just recently believed in this whole false rapture that was being preached. And just from listening to you guys, I understood that there that it couldn't have been true. So I was just curious how I could go about talking her to her about that. She's real thick-headed and it's her way or the highway. (laughs) So
1: what what is it? Verses. What is it that she's hung up on that you would want to address? Like what? She, like, like, she got caught up in it now that it didn't happen, she's upset. We haven't
3: even talked to her since it didn't happen, but she was convinced about it and trying to convince everybody else that this was going to happen and that we need to take out money and store food and all this stuff.
1: Did she do that? And
3: yes, she did.
1: Okay. That's good, because that so, would have been one of the first things I would have started with, that if she was telling other people to do things and not do them. Um, did Was she influenced by anyone to do that? Like, did she watch somebody on TV? I know Jim Baker is back on TV now, and he was doing some things about he's selling food to, for the apocalypse. And was anybody influencing her?
3: Uh, not that I know of. I don't know if it was somebody at her church or who it was, but just listening to you guys last week, I... Knew right off the bat when I heard of that that it was a false, um, that it was not true, and I wish I could have convinced her of that, but I just didn't know if you had any advice as far as stuff like that goes.
1: Well, I, I don't I don't know what I would tell her until I talk to her. Um, because I don't know where she's at, whether she's discouraged, whether she's embarrassed, whether she's feeling condemned, whether she is, because it is an embarrassing thing to hook onto something that is false. and you believe it with all your heart and then it doesn't happen. And now you've got to face everyone. So I would I would walk into the conversation just really careful sensitive, that maybe she is embarrassed, you know, maybe she is condemned, and, and you, of course, are not wanting to do any of that, but if she's already feeling that, then, you know, we could make it worse, um, and, and, you know, I would probably, if, if it was my mom, you know, I'm just thinking, of, if it was my mom, I would say, hey, mom, you know, I know that the 23rd came and went, and Jesus didn't return, because that was a false, that was really a false prediction, how are you feeling about that? And giving like mm-hmm. an open-ended question to try, to 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 try to draw out from her. Well, I don't, you know, I don't want to talk about it. I, I know I, I wouldn't. I not really want to talk about it either. But I just want to make sure you're okay. I want to make sure your faith is strong. I want to make sure that 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 I can help you because I love you. That you wouldn't fall prey to some new Facebook hoax or some new popular book that's just nonsense. And, and really help you to cling to the word because even though it didn't happen, because it was a false prediction, you know, just like Jesus said, and I'd open the Bible, you know, I'd open the Bible to Matthew chapter 24, verse 36. Of that yeah. day and hour, no one knows.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm knocking at it right now, yeah. and I really badly just wanted to send her a picture of that, you know, before Saturday came and gone, but. I like you said earlier in the program. I don't want to mock her. I just
1: and she might interpret it that way. You know that's why we have to walk in just so careful, so led by the spirit, because um, this is a great discipleship opportunity. This is like a great, but 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 it's hard because what's happened, whether we get it out of her or not, is her pride has been dealt a death blow Mm -hmm. because she was so confident. So Saul, and she believed, you know, and the reason I, I know that is she believed it so much that she did what she told everybody else to do. Uh-huh. Like She was serious. She be- seriously believed this. Now it's a death blow to her pride. She seriously believed it <clears throat> on top of that against the word of God. So now the enemy can come and start whispering, or what kind of believer are you? You're just a nutcase. You're just a kook. You don't even know what when God speaks. You know, just all the accusations of the devil, that are going to come against mm-hmm. her. But I know people listening in right now. I know my own. I'll just give my own testimony. I've learned so much in my life from really big mistakes. Like, like we all make them. I haven't made one like this, but I've had my fair share of, of bad decisions and I've had my fair share of doing dumb things that I wish I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done. And as I submit myself to God through my mistakes and repent... God's so faithful to meet me there. And that's where we're leading her. This was sinful on her part. And the way out is repentance. But the wall between the 23rd and today is the wall of pride. And you just got to pray, be prepared, and go in super, super gentle and see where the Holy Spirit leads the conversation.
3: Okay. Um, Well, thank you. Um, Real quick, Pastor Ed, could I... Um, get some prayer as well. Yes, uh, I have a grandfather and a grandmother who's just fallen pretty ill, mm. and also a huge opportunity coming up um, in my future that I'd really like
1: to pray for. Okay, Father, I pray for my brother Chris and you know his grandparents and and how as we get older, Lord, our bodies just wear down and and they're they've fallen ill, God and. We pray your hand would be upon them and bring healing where it is your will to bring healing and comfort where it's your will to bring comfort and, and help Chris as he just loves his grandparents and, and wants what's best for them. So we lift them before your throne room of grace. And I also lift up my friend Chris as he has this decision, this opportunity, this open door, this um, situation that he needs wisdom. And I'm just reminded of your word, God, I, I think of of the beauty of your word where you know, we're not left alone. Um, it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let, let him ask of God. And it, it says, in another place, it says, if you need wisdom, if you want to know what God wants you to do, then ask him, because he will gladly tell you, and he won't resent you asking. And so I just pray that into my friend's life, Lord, that, that as he's asking, that by faith he would receive your answer, um, that you're not going to hold back on him when he asks. You're going to give him the wisdom that he's looking for. And so, please, Lord, do that work in his life. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: Amen. God bless you, Pastor Ed. Thank All right, you. man.
1: God bless you, man. Bye bye. 303 690 3000 is the number. Taking your calls and your questions today, this afternoon. Let's see who's next here. <clears throat> We're going to move on to Brett. Brett is calling from Thornton, Colorado. Brett, welcome to the program.
4: Uh, thank you, Pastor. How can I help you? I was actually uh I was actually calling for some help, so I'm glad you asked. I was uh I'm um, I guess uh part of where I come from. I used to use uh, a lot of drugs, uh different things and uh got saved, gave my life to the Lord about six years ago when I found out I was having a child and I'm just uh, man, I'm being everywhere in my life. It doesn't matter. Work, you know, standing in the line, uh, not doing anything, you know, getting, just started getting hit while I was on my crutches and, uh, got beat up pretty good. And, you know, just started praying and told Jesus, you know, it's more than I can handle. And the guy got teary eyed and ran away. Mm. And, um, you know, just some different things going on in my life, some real struggles. You know, my mom just got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. So her immune system just can't, is attacking her, so they got to take her immune system away, so any type of little thing gets her sick. And Sorry, I don't mean to be so emotional, I was actually praying for peace and trying to go into this real calm. Yes. Um, you know, I actually uh, had no feeling in my right leg uh, a few days ago, mm-hmm. and a man walked up to me and my daughter, and another man was there that was deaf, and he started praying for both of us in Jesus' name. The guy could hear even a whisper behind his head and repeat everything that the man was saying. Right. And my numbness went away, and I tested out at 100% recovery. Oh. I went want to the surgeon. So I know that God's still working in my life, yes. but I still have struggles and doubts. And I just need some help because I don't want it to be a constant battle of, you know, today, um, you know, what are my thoughts going to be? What is my process going to be like? What am I going to have to fight today? Because I feel like it's just been a desert for too long. Yeah.
1: Well, Father, I pray for wisdom in my brother, God, and just knowing where he's at and the the circumstances of his life just seem to have blocked away a clarity of who you are, and a sense of your presence at times, God. And yet, at the same time, you show up in mighty ways to remind him that you haven't left him, and you haven't abandoned him, and you're not done with him yet, and that you love him, that you're the same today, yesterday, and forever. That. The demonstration of your love is not in his feelings, but on the cross of Jesus Christ. But feelings are so heavy, Lord. And I just pray you'd give him the strength to obey your word where it says, and and that you would give him the strength, not just tell him, but strengthen him to take every thought unto captivity to the obedience of Christ. And Lord, that he would just be able to submit his thoughts to you, which then would submit his feelings to you. And I pray you would touch him, Lord. He's seen a lot of bad things and he's been involved in a lot of bad things. And and yet you have a plan and a purpose for his life. Lord, let him see a little bit through the fog right now. Lord, prevent him from making any huge decisions uh, right now in, in this time of fogginess and difficulty, but rather give him strength to endure and persevere and not quit, to steady strong and to stay strong, Lord. And and no, I, I know that you are are going to, to do wonderful things in him by faith. I believe that, Lord, and I trust you with my my friend, Brett. Strengthen him, in Jesus' name. Amen.
4: Well, thank you, kind sir, and um, I love what you do, and you're truly a blessing to uh, Colorado and everywhere else, and I appreciate it.
1: Well, thanks, brother. It's, um, it's a great team of people here that, that we get to serve with, so thank you. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. 303 690 is the number, and I do mean that with um, all sincerity. The, the men and women of our fellowship, people serving behind the scenes, um, people that you'll never meet, um, you'll never hear their voice, but without them, it's just like Jesus. He had a team. He, he, he didn't serve alone. He, he gathered people to serve alongside of him, and just like he's gathered people to serve alongside us, and so I'm just so grateful to be a part of what he's doing. And I want to fulfill my role. I want to fulfill my calling. And I want to help people fulfill theirs too. And um, um, I appreciate all that God's doing uh, in and through our lives. Um, I, I had something here. I had a thought. And now it just went away. Doggone it. That That is the way our brains work. I had a thought. We were talking about difficulty Um, well, I'm going to move on to the line three. We're not going to wait for my thought to come back. If it does, it will. Line three is Joey calling from Loveland, Colorado. Joey, welcome to the program.
5: Hi, thank you so much, Pastor Ed. What's going on? Uh, I had a question about getting into the field of pastoral work. Okay. Um, I teach at a youth group right now and a college group right now, and... I just kind of wanted some advice on hearing God in coming to that decision of of whether to pursue it or not.
1: Okay, well, the first few things that I think of is that hearing or or perceiving a call to serve God is definitely not from the devil, Uh, and and that's a good thing. Like You have that thought in your heart and your mind. Um, There's a good, good chance that it came from the Lord, sometimes it's something we take upon ourselves but most of the time it's actually what God is doing and what he wants you to do and and you're really much you're very much on the path to discern and to de- to determine whether wh- where it is that God wants you to serve you know what is that what because I think we're all called to pastoral ministry in some form with the right. generic word of pastor where we're she- we're under shepherds and we're serving alongside of of Jesus and serving his congregation and um, that we need to serve with pastors' hearts but the call to ministry, you know the call to ministry is has everything to do with your gifting and then the elders of your church recognizing that call in your life and then stepping out in that call um, because the elders don't give you that call they just recognize it and so if you were if you were in our church I'd tell you to go to one of the pastors and tell them what you're, what you believe, they'll begin to pray with you and set you up to start serving to test that gift. Okay, that's where I'd start. So when you, th- so so with that answer, w- let me follow up with a question. When you say pastoral ministry, do you are you thinking like you want to plant a church, you want to pastor a church, you want to be an assistant pastor, you want what? It, what does that mean to you?
5: I guess um, when I think about it, I see myself pastoring a church. Okay. Um, and when I do, I get a fire kind of within, which I know feelings aren't reliable, so I kind of dismiss that and, and, and go for prayer. But I definitely see the pastoral side of like pastoring a church.
1: Okay. And, and so you begin, you know, you begin by, you begin pastoring a church by pastoring your home. Um, that's going to be the first place, pastoring your wife. Are you married? With with kids?
5: No, no, I'm not. Single guy. Yeah.
1: Okay. Do you uh, do you have any roommates? You know, you live alone.
5: Uh, no, I don't live alone. Yeah, I have. I have some roommates.
1: Okay, so you have a home. You know, the Bible. When you look at the characteristics that we're looking for in a man of God, First Timothy chapter three, one of them is to rule your own house well. Now, for a married person, that simply means that they or the husband and the dad that God wants them to be, or a single person that, that, like you. You have people in your home, and so you could say in a very real way that the people that, that you rent a room from or in your house, uh, you have the opportunity to pastor them. So, you, so pastors, pastoral ministry isn't necessarily a position. It's a function. Uh, it, it's not necessarily a title. It's the action, you know, the good shepherd. He's always the good shepherd, and a pastor is always a pastor, even if they're not pastoring a church. And so uh, I would I would encourage you to do what I what I shared with you earlier. And then I would also encourage you, secondly, to start pastoring the people in your life. Um, begin to minister to them, serve them, open the Bible to them, uh, start a home Bible study in your home and invite your buddies to it and and begin to exercise the gift of pastor teacher um, and see if, you know, as you step out, you're going to see if that's really your gifting or not okay yeah that's that's great advice test it and then be a man of the word you know the basic things you know, even when they were looking for deacons in the early church um, they were looking for spiritual qualities remember when the widows were arguing about the distribution of the of the food and and the clothing of that day they were upset about it and and the disciples came together and said we can't leave prayer in the study of God's Word um, instead we want you to go to choose these types of men and remember the type of men Uh, They said, they said, um, it says they need to be, um, let's see, let me find it here. Um, They need to find seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, and that we might appoint over this business. And so just those characteristics alone are the role of deacon. And then 1 Timothy chapter 3 and Titus as well gives a whole list of uh, qualities to look forward to cultivate the inner man. So be a man of the word and cultivate the spiritual part of your life because if God does ratify that pastoral calling, it will absolutely be the hardest thing you've ever done in your life, ever, the rest of your life. There won't be anything harder.
5: Okay, great. That was, yeah, that was real. That was good advice. Yeah,
1: if it's so it's so hard and it's so difficult and it's so unceasing and the warfare is so bad and the sacrifice is so big at times, that Charles Spurgeon, when he was discipling young men in the ministry, he said, if you can do anything else, if you can sell shoes, and if you can sell insurance, and he began to list some popular careers of the day, he says, if you can do anything else, then do it. And I'm paraphrasing, and he says, but if you can't do anything else, but, but serve the, the flock of God, that's the only thing that you're propelled to do, then you must do it. But if there's any other thing you can do in life and be happy at it, do it.
5: All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Ed. God bless you, ma'am. Have a good one. Bye-bye. All
1: right. What a great way to end the program. I'm sorry we couldn't get to all the calls or the texts today, but the Lord uh, knows. And um, he ordained the show just the way he wanted it. And so thank you for joining us today. Thank you for being a part of Grace FM. Thank you for being a part of Hope FM uh, and just being... Um, a part of our radio family, the extended body of Christ. Um, I'm always honored and blessed to come together and and be a part of this little radio show. Being a part of a small part of your life, we're going to be here tonight at seven o'clock, Calvary in Aurora, Colorado, studying the book of First Kings. Just open to a work of the Holy Spirit, taking communion together, uh, praying together, and there's some urgent prayer requests tonight. Um, just some things that were put on a sister's heart in our church, and and I can't wait to be praying about them. God bless you guys. Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow taking your calls and questions right here on Calvary Life. Thank you for listening to Calvary Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.